Hello and welcome to another episode of The Single Late Show. Your name is... Michael Davis, your name is... Hunter Mills, y'all. And uh, today on The Hunter Mills Show, I am going to drive the boat if it's okay. Um, this is The Single Late Show. <laughs> Sorry. The Single Late Show, but I, I kind of want to drive the conversation... And what I would like for us to talk about is the importance of perseverance. Can you share with me your definition of the word perseverance? Being able to get through. Being able to get through. To get to a destination. Okay. What would you call it if your destination had no ending? What is perseverance if you're trying... To go somewhere that that doesn't have an ending, yeah. The pers- persevere. You're still trying to get through something that's hard. You're still trying to get through something that's hard. The definition did not change. Yes, we're going to talk about uh, some perseverance that I am participating in in the LGBTQIA plus community, but I need to give you a separate narrative to be our journeying point for this conversation and I want to use a narrative that exists in the film, the Rob Reiner film, The Princess Bride Hunter Mills can you explain to the view listeners what The Princess Bride is a story of a story it's a story of a story telling endless story with edit and it's like it literally let the more interesting parts of another book. Yes. The Princess Bride is a movie about a grandfather telling a story to his grandson. But the main narrative of the movie is this book, The The Princess Bride. Now, in The Princess Bride, there is a character who is my favorite character in any movie. And that character's name is Aningo Montoya. You can, my father, prepared to die. Can you tell the narrative of Aningo Montoya? And I may be saying his name wrong, and yet he still is my favorite character in any movie, even if I'm saying his name wrong. Uh, explain his narrative. He is the funniest villain and one of the funniest sidekick. He's a funny villain and a funny sidekick. Is he a villain? No. I don't think he's a villain. He's an anti-hero. He's an anti-hero because he's out to uh, to extract revenge. Yes. So is that what Taylor Swift is singing about and Nino Montoya in the song Anti-Hero? Okay. <laughs> the few listeners cannot see you nodding your head yes. I have no idea. I don't listen to a lot. <laughs> you need to listen to some Taylor Swift, man. So anyway, and Nino Montoya is the son of a sword maker. And the sword maker makes a special sword for a six-fingered man who visited his sword shop once. The person who he made this sword for is a villain. He is a bad guy. He did not want to pay for his sword, so he killed the father of Aningo Montoya. So Aningo Montoya begins to have a life mission. 
And what is his life mission? Say it again. What's his catchphrase? My name is Daniel Altoya. You killed my father. Prepared to die. He's on a journey. His entire life, a focused journey to find the six-finger man and to extract justice for the death of his father. And we watch him persevere throughout this movie until that he meets the six-finger man. And is Aningo Montoya's journey easy? No. No. What happens during... To say, share some of the funny escapades that happens. First of all, we got to remember his buddy Fezzik, because Fezzik is the only reason I watched this film when it came out, and then magically it became my favorite film. Who's the actor that portrays Fezzik? I don't know. Andre the Giant. Oh, yeah. I don't know the, the name. The Brute Squad. You are the Brute Squad. Andre the Giant. He goes on this journey with them, and they have another another man, the Sicilian, who kind of becomes their ringleader, and they do. They become bandits, so there is some level of truth in your narrative that he is the anti-hero, that he's the bad guy, right? Yeah. But throughout this narrative, he actually becomes the good guy. And he runs into some roadblocks. He ends up in battles with the Dread Pirate Roberts. And he ends up in battles with him. That kind of gives him a side quest on his journey, right? Yeah. And then he helps save Princess Buttercup unknowingly from someone associated with the Six-Finger Man. And then even within his moment... Of glory, he finally gets his battle with the Six Finger Man. Is he immediately successful? No. No. He gets stabbed in the heart, and he has to continue to fight and persevere. But he does eventually conquer the Six Finger Man and finds his place of rest, quite possibly becoming the new Dread Pirate Roberts. I love this imagery of perseverance because I feel that imagery of perseverance. Now, the reason that I wanted to record this podcast this week is, once again, this Tuesday, I will be speaking in front of the school board. And once again, I will be there to advocate for the rights of our LGBTQIA plus friends, especially our transgender friends who are going on journeys and all of these local school boards are trying to present proposals of force outings. So, I know that we talked about this once before, but I would like for you to share your definition of what a forced outing is. Outing is being outed without consent by the person. Yes. And these things specifically to out kids to their parents. And in some of these cases, it is not the safest thing to do because they not everyone lives in the ideal home life. Not everyone has a dad that sits down with them and records a podcast about their transgender journey, right? 
Right. There are some harmful situations that can be created by outings. So I am going once again to advocate for the LGBTQIA plus communities of your school district, specifically those on transgender journeys who use different names and different pronouns at school. I'm going to do it this week in a different narrative. Now you yeah. watched you watched the last school board meeting I was at online. You watched it. Yeah. So I would like for you to share with a few listeners what you viewed in your words. A lot of misinformation. There was a lot of misinformation. On both sides, mostly because they literally changed it a little bit right before. That's not cool, man. Some of us had to alter our scripts that we stood up to to share because of changing of times and so forth. And some people didn't even try. And some people didn't even try and some people kept on talking on both sides. But there's a phrase that you used that I want to talk deeper on. You shared that there was misinformation shared. Yep. This week when I go... Well, let's talk about it more. A lot of the information that I heard that was shared was a lot of individuals trying to disprove another person's point of view. There was a lot of maybe some myths information shared that was shared in such a way to disprove what someone else shared, to shine a, a light of falsehood on another person's statements. That happened on both times, sides. I did that. I made statements to disprove what someone else said. That's honesty. I did that. This week when I go in, I want, I'm going to change my narrative a little bit. And I do not have my speech in front of me, but I am going to share my narrative a little bit this week. And that when I go in this week to the school board meeting, I'm going to present a proposal for the school board to listen to truly informed individuals in a journey of LGBTQIA plus friends. Yes. This week I'm going to go in and I'm going to share with them that they hear in these meetings statements of fear. Don't lie to me about my kids. Don't keep secrets from me about my kids. Even in the side of advocacy, we share death rates and suicide rates. We present fear-based facts. Because sadly these days, that is what people will listen to. Sadly these days, this is what people will listen to. Well, most days, actually. But when I go, I want to present a sincere request and proposal to please request and interact in conversations with individuals who have been trained, who have been in communication, who work with daily, with individuals in the LGBTQIA plus community, and to hear the real stories, to talk to them about the harmful effects of force outing, to, to hear from a professional's point of view, what individuals deal with on these journeys. 
when I go in this week, I don't want to try to dispute other people's self-appointed facts. I want to go in with a challenge for the individuals that have to make this decision to go through the effort to work through and have pure, honest, open communication with individuals who are trained within the facts and work daily within systems to care for, truly deeply care for. And hear me out, hear me out. Even talk to the people who are lead things. Who, and what? What a new concept. And truly talk to the people who are on these journeys. Sorry, I needed to add that. Cause... Well, talk about it. So let's yeah. talk about that. You talk about how the transgender journey isn't even in the conversation. Talk about it. Yeah, so much of the time, like I said at the top of the podcast, that much of the time in society, we will only listen to shit with me, folks. Shit straight white guys. That wasn't this podcast. Well, <laughs> but shit yes, with me. Right. I say this a lot by now. You know this. Um, that the people in power have the loudest voice and they're the ones that are the most listened to. Yeah, and yeah. sadly in America especially that that is mostly cis white males. Yep. And as we know, not a they don't like listening to fact most of the time. Allegedly. We, allegedly. It appears that they don't want to listen to facts sometimes. Yet, even they made their mind up before they even walk into the room. And that's what I feel at times that happens with the school board. And that's what I feel at times happens within most conversations. People already always come in with their facts in hand. And I don't feel that individuals are always willing to be in the conversation. They're just waiting for their turn to speak. Yes. So I'm hoping to be heard this time. I'm hoping to be heard when I go in and I don't present facts and I don't present figures, but I present an earnest challenge for individuals to speak to the individuals either on the journey or people to speak with individuals who are trained to go on the journey with these dear friends so that facts can outweigh fear. Now, I'll, I'll point out something because you brought it up. Actually speaking to the people on the journey. Do you know outwardly how many people spoke at the last meeting who were outwardly trans and advocated for themselves? One person. One? And that person had to beg to be allowed to speak. That person had to beg to be allowed to speak. There was one person on the journey that showed up to speak. One. And that person had to beg to be allowed to speak. So... That's why I'm going in. 
That's why I'm going in for this conversation. I want to challenge them to listen. I want to challenge them to set aside the statements of fear that comes from both sides and to listen, but to listen to the right people. God forbid, listen to the people on the journey. Listen to the people that have been trained to be in communication and caregivers for the dear friends on the journey. So I want to ask for the view listeners out there to kind of send out some positive vibes for the DWO who will once again be present at the school board meeting and once again share hopefully some challenges that will be responded to because at the end of this, there isn't an end. We're always going to have to persevere through this journey. I will be at school board meetings for my grandchildren, my adopted grandchildren one day, or not, or or friends friends of my community or whatever. I will constantly be an advocacy because this is an ongoing journey of perseverance that has no end and an ongoing journey that has to be fought for. Even when the voices become silent, we still have to speak up. Thank you for letting me monopolize the Single Eight Show this week. Your name is... Michael Davis. Your name is... Hunter Mildall. Have a great week. Woo!